We live in the age of technology overload. We're always on, always reachable. Rarely do we get to experience the joy of solitude or the respite of nature. I'm John Staff, the founder and CEO of Getaway. We're on a mission to give people the time, space, and permission to be off. A lot of the people we talked to spoke about how time away from their daily lives helped them reframe problems, come to an important realization, or just reconnect with themselves. To me, this shows the tremendous power of nature to aid our mental and physical well-being. I've mentioned before on this podcast that I've experienced burnout. It sucks. It's dispiriting, disorienting, and can be depressing. For lots of us, we get stuck there. My hope with this podcast is that we can all learn from the examples we heard. I hope you were able to relate to someone we've heard from who has benefited from the time to relax and the space to think. And I hope you're inspired to find more time and space for yourself. But if you're like me, you might need a helping hand to get started. We reached out to two experts and some of the best helping hands we know, executive coaches MJ Ryan and Amina Altai. Both have made careers out of helping people to improve their lives by finding ways to be better. And they were nice enough to share some of their tips and tricks on personal improvement. In the interest of full transparency, I'd like to say that MJ is also my coach. We've been working together for several years, and we talk about every two weeks. She's hands down one of the wisest people I know. And on top of that, she's no bullshit, which I appreciate. She's never hesitated to stop me mid-thought and say, John, what are you talking about? She's changed both how I do business and how I live life. With both MJ and Amina, you're in good hands. producer on this podcast. I'd like you to meet our coaches for the episode, MJ and Amina. Hi, I'm MJ Ryan, and I work with founders of startups to help them maximize success. I'm Amina Altai. I'm a holistic leadership and mindset coach. MJ and Amina are both coaches who, through different methods, help their clients to be better in both their careers and their lives. MJ specializes in what she calls thinking partnerships. And Amina focuses on overall wellness and how it impacts an individual's career. When I work with founders, I serve what, what, what I call a thinking partnership, which is that I'm helping them think about um, the issues that they're challenged with. I'm holding a model uh, of three things, which is the person themselves, their personal leadership and the challenges and struggles they might be having uh, in the business. The second is the team, team dynamics, how's it going, what kinds of team structures do you need, and are you doing evaluations or any kind of stuff to do with team, and then the business as a whole, as a business, so strategy and structure and what's working and what's not working, and so it's just, it's the huge wide range of things, and if you notice, I'm staying very general because what I do is completely confidential with each person. My work sits at the intersection of mindset coaching, leadership coaching, and wellness coaching, because I believe we need to look at all of those areas with the same diligence to really live well and whole. When work feels so inauthentic to you, you have to like squeeze yourself and like pull energy from spaces that you don't have it because you're not in that space of flow and that takes a toll. And so, yeah, so all of my coaching is designed around how do we create something that's unique and authentic to you, leveraging your genius, what you're amazing at, what brings you joy and lights you up. And I believe everybody should have that opportunity. 
We reached out to MJ and Amina to talk about putting mind to matter. In all the interviews we've conducted with guests over the season, it was clear that taking time and space to recharge can have a positive effect. It can help you think more clearly. But how does the average person commit to becoming better when there's so much pressure on so many of us to think that better means putting in an extra 10 hours at work or sacrificing a week of vacation for the latest project? I'm not a startup founder or a business executive, but I still want to be happy in my career and in my life. Where do I start? What MJ and Amina both told me when I pitched this question to them is that finding happiness in all areas of your life often begins with identifying what is making you unhappy. In careers, unhappiness often manifests as feeling stuck in a toxic job, an uninspiring environment, or a personal or professional role that you've long outgrown. And there are all kinds of reasons we get stuck. Here's MJ. When we're stuck, it's usually because we're disconnected from our own resources, our own inner knowing. We just get disconnected from it. Sometimes it's just that we don't know, and it really helps if someone else tells us something that we don't know. But oftentimes it's that we can't, we we're, we're just have a block about thinking about it in a way that would actually help ourselves. I'll give you an example. This woman who had been, she was a lobbyist in Washington. She was fired, and she was having a really hard time thinking about even how to get another job. And so she started working with me and I started asking her all these questions. And every single time it was like, that won't work because of this. No, that won't work. And I I was getting stuck with her. (laughs) And so finally I said to her, if I hired you as a lobbyist to solve this problem, where would you start? And all of a sudden, she knew exactly what to do. So she knew the answer always, but she was getting stuck in the fact that she was disconnected from what she knew. But as soon as I asked her to run the mental program of if I hired you to do this, how you would you handle it, then there was no interference. And so she could do it. So I talk about limiting beliefs in my practice all the time. So limiting beliefs are beliefs that keep us stuck. And when we're in the mental framework What's true and universally true are the facts, right? So let's say you and I are having a conversation. We have some form of a disagreement. What's true for me and true for you are the facts. But the thoughts that I have about the facts are unique to me. And the thoughts that you have about the facts are unique to you. So when we're in those conversations, it's really important to identify like, okay, what's the voice of fear saying? Is there a story here? Is there a limiting belief? So a belief that's keeping us stuck that's tied to that story? Um, Is there some fixed mindset in there? Is there an upper limit in there? And just understand understanding where we've imposed these limits on ourselves because no one can deny us what's for us but us and when we get to witness that and like come outside of it and see our thoughts outside of ourselves we can have that objectivity and be like you know what I choose new thoughts I choose again one of the places that I love for people to start is with journaling and it doesn't have to be like an elaborate journaling practice so say you encounter something that upsets you or triggers you I always invite people to take out your phone take out the notes section and just word vomit just put on the page what's in your head and even that moment of just putting it on the page or putting it in the notes section there's some objectivity and you start to see okay I see that like I'm in the voice of fear I see that I'm in a story in this place and you start to witness yourself a bit more objectively and it's something that can be done on the fly. You can start with these small bite-sized chunks um, and already you'll start to feel better and then you can grow from there. So you're ready to grow, but how do you move forward with intention to make sure you don't end up stuck again? How do you make a plan for happiness? MJ and Amina approach this road mapping to happiness with their clients and with themselves in different ways. But really it's about what methods speak to you as an individual and to your goals. 
When MJ was looking for happiness in her own life, she started by identifying and breaking bad habits, something she does with clients, too. Actually, the whole journey of my writing and, and, and launching into this career came from the question that I asked in my 30s about, about happiness. It's like I had gone to therapy. I knew exactly why I wasn't happy, but I didn't know how to be happy, right? So I knew so I, knew I wanted to be happier. So that's identifying the pattern that changed. And what I did for it, because the, the, the world of positive psychology hadn't existed then when I asked that question, um, is I started to study happy people. And I started to notice that they behave differently than me. They, they approach life differently than me. And I started to study their pattern of behavior. And then I thought, oh, they're more grateful. They're more optimistic, et cetera. And then all of a sudden, I started to figure out how I could start to practice those things myself. So I think we know what we want to be different. It's really about then what do we do about it? We don't break anything. Our brain is full of these pathways of habits. So our brain is lazy. It likes to figure something out and then send it to our unconscious mind to run that program from then on. Because it then takes less oxygen and glucose. The problem is if we're running programs that are making us unhappy, how do we change that. So the first thing to know is the old pattern doesn't go away. It's still there. It's just you can then build another one, but I think of them as parallel roads. So you can build a new one next to the old one, but the old one's still there, which is why it's so hard to change. Because the old one, we've been doing how many years and how many weeks have we been doing the new thing? But the longer you do it, then the more and more and more it becomes a deeply grooved pattern. Once I, so for instance, once I discovered that happier people were more grateful than me, I started practicing gratitude in a very simple way, um, which was asking everybody around the dinner table at my house what, a, what one thing they're thankful for. And I started, and I, of course, would also do this. I would do it too. And I realized that that practice made me happier. And I I, I do other practices of gratitude, but I've been doing it now for 25 years. I don't need to think about it anymore. It's not like I have to try to be grateful anymore. It's just it, my brain now just does that in situations. For Amina, it's about rewriting the narratives you've been telling yourself that are holding you back from what you want. And she means literally rewriting. Oftentimes, like when we're feeling like really upset about something, we're sort of running away with the story. And I always say that's the best place to start. And that's when you take out your phone and you go to the notes section and you just like put it all on the page. And then you very clearly see like, oh, okay, that's definitely the voice of fear. <laughs> like I see you. I always say start with like bite-sized chunks and start with what you can stand in. So let's say food is really calling you and that's the most exciting thing for you to dig into. Go there. Spend some time meal prepping. Start to see how it feels to nourish yourself in that way. And then once you've got a handle on that and you're starting to feel like, okay, I'm in flow there, what's the next thing that you can layer in and dig into that's also going to have the highest impact for you? I'm also really conscious of time for my clients as well because it's like, well, if I spend all day meal prepping, and then two hours in my workout and I'm commuting, but then I'm journaling and it's like, okay, what are the smallest things that we can do that can have the highest impact for you? And oftentimes journaling is so great too, because so much of the stress that we have, like, yes, we have physiological stress, but there's a lot of mindset stress too. And that's one space where we can really free ourselves up that also allows us to get in flow with the other things like the nutrition, like the movement. So start with a bite-sized chunk, start with one thing that you can stand in and then slow 
slowly add from there. And then also check in with yourself too. A lot of the times like we get bored or we meet resistance and like there's mindset blocks in there too. So generally speaking, there's a story or there's some fear coming up. So as you meet those blocks or as you fall off, just keep reinviting yourself without judgment to discover well, what's getting in the way and how do I move that out of the way? Many of the clients MJ and Amina work with are chronically busy people who are always optimizing, always trying to fit more into their schedules. However, regardless of your professional title or role, don't all of us just feel too busy sometimes? Something both Amina and MJ touched upon when talking about how they advise both busy people and themselves is the need for quiet personal reflection. I think if you asked the average person, they would say that there are things about their life they'd like to change. But how do you even carve out the time to make the plan, let alone follow through with it? When you boil it down, meaningful, lasting change really starts with very simple things. Time, dedication, and practice. I think it's important that we all have time to reflect on our lives. To be able to say, well, what patterns do I want to create? Or where where am I creating suffering for myself? And how might I change that? Um, And if we don't stop and get quiet, which is what happens typically when we're alone, then we'll never ever get to, to get to figure those things out. Um, and when we don't stop and reflect on things like, what have I been learning lately? Um, then we don't, the more that we reflect after we do things, then the more they get cemented in and we can do something about them. But if we're always on, if we're always distracted, if we're always externally focused, we can go for weeks, months, years without being in touch with ourselves and what we really care about or what deeply matters to us. And and we can end up living lives that are less than ideal because we never take the time to get quiet and turn inward, is, I guess is what I would say rather than, because it's not about being alone. I can be alone and watch television. And I can be alone and read a book for distraction easily, easily when I'm alone. So it's not about being alone. I think it's so important to get away from the day-to-day to to have a successful career because it allows us to be really objective. Like if we think about taking a pause, even from our computers for a couple of minutes, we see things differently. You take a week's vacation, your whole life changes. And so, you know, the reason that getaway and spaces like that are so important because they allow us to come out of the everyday, come out of our patterning, and to really hear ourselves especially in nature, like you're so grounded, the noise falls away, you can actually hear your own voice. And in hearing your own voice, what are you called to do? Okay, so I know that some of this advice, like making a journal or taking time to listen to yourself, can seem silly, especially to those of us who are always on the go, always moving to the next project. But it's really not. Ignoring what your body and mind need is a risky game where you can end up more than just unhappy. Before Amina was a coach, she worked in a high-stakes marketing role. It was during this time, in her later 20s, that she burned out. And it was this life-threatening experience that caused her to totally shift careers and start taking care of herself. Should I go there? Should I tell the story? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So... (laughs) 
Um, so I was around, uh, I think I was 26 or 27 at the time, and I was running this marketing agency, and um, I hadn't been feeling well for a while, and it was little symptoms, and they started to really add up. And so I had this, like, bald spot, like, bang smack in the front of my head, and it was, like, becoming a problem. Also, like, I'm a brown gal, and, like, you can, like, see in the front more, because, like, my, especially in the summer, too, because my scalp is white. Anyway, it was, like, very obvious that I was going bald in the front. I actually had to go to seven different doctors before I was able to get a diagnosis. Um, and one day I was driving out to a client in Connecticut and I used to go see them every Friday and I'm like flying down the highway because I'm like trying to beat the traffic. And um, I get a call from my doctor after she'd done a battery of these tests and she's like, I'm going to like, where are you? And I was like, oh, Connecticut, going to this client, like really not entertaining her because I'm like, lady, like I'm going to be late. Like just say what you got to say. Come on. So then she's like, Amina, if you don't go to the hospital now instead of going to your client, you are days away from multiple organ failure. I was so sick that I couldn't assimilate like any nutrients. I couldn't absorb anything. And I was literally like dying on my feet. And like that was such a wake up call because you know that you don't feel right. You know that you don't feel well, but also when you don't have a baseline for what feeling well is, you don't know how bad it is. Um, and it really took her telling me like, not even slow down, like full stop. Like you actually, ha like you don't have another option. Like you have to go get well. Um, yeah, and that was the moment was pretty dramatic. In that moment where I experienced the burnout, it wasn't just that I had these autoimmune diseases and wasn't well. It was like my relationship to work, my relationship to other people, all of it was dysfunctional and led to the expression of those diseases. And so at the time, I actually went to life coaching and my life coach said to me, she was like, Amina, the universe whispers and then it shouts. Like you paid no attention to the whispers and you had to get that shout, that hit for you really to make a choice. Because if it's not uncomfortable enough, we're going to stay in it. Amina now works with people like she was, who are trapped in cycles of burnout. And she encourages them to face that need to work constantly and ask themselves if it creates happiness. For MJ, she encourages clients to define better and pay attention to what your life is reflecting back at you. Are you happy with what you see? I think it's really deciding, you know, what does that mean for you? What does it mean to get better? The more I practice gratitude, the more that I looked on optimistic side rather than the pessimistic side. There's all kinds of stuff now that has come out from positive psychology that was like, I just stumbled into by observation. So then I just no then notice your life. Like when you do these things, do you feel better? <laughs> do you feel happier? Do you feel more connected to yourself, other people, the world? Or do you feel worse? Do you feel more isolated? It's like, I, I think part of what living is, is like a game um, uh, that's called, you know, I don't know if you ever did it, but hotter, hotter, colder, colder, you know, you get your eyes blindfolded and there's all people around you and, or you're, and you're trying to find something right. And, and it's like, are you getting hotter going towards it? Or are you getting colder going away from it? I think that that our life's journey is about trying to figure out hotter, hotter. What are the going towards those things that, that make us feel, um, quote better, but, but what does better mean? more aligned with oneself, more connected to other beings, more contributing to the world. I mean, there's a million different ways to be better. And the, to quantify it, I think is, I mean, yes, you can say I need to get healthy. And so I need to do a hundred jumping jacks and you can quantify that. Or yes, I want to be happier. And you can say on a scale of one to 10, how happy am I today compared to how I was yesterday? You can do those things. But ultimately it's 
it's how we feel that is the measure. And what our lives reflect, right, Re- reflect back to us. So it's just observe your, observe your own life. What is it telling you about how you're doing? It's so important to give ourselves permission and others permission to be. Like being is so much. We are innately worthy just by showing up. And I think a lot of the times we attach our worth to our work or to our productivity and we get into such a trap there because it's like, well, if I'm not showing up and giving a thousand percent and doing all the things and all the stuff, I'm not worthy. And that couldn't be further from the truth. I think that it's wonderful to ask about how to get better. And I, and I would love to encourage people to think of that question as a quest. I love the word question. It's a questing. It's a questing towards something. Don't put it on yourself as a burden. I have to get better at this, 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 and this. It just is another, like, ugh, another to-do list thing. We've got enough of that in our lives. It's more towards where do I want to be? How do I want to grow? What really matters to me? How do I collect, connect more deeply to my values? Those are the questions that, that we can quest toward uh, and that, that I think will give our lives more meaning and purpose. My challenge to you is to try a new way of taking care of yourself this week. Write a few journal entries, log off at 5 p.m., go for a long walk in the park, start rereading your favorite book. See if a new habit can break an old pattern and see where that takes you. If you're not quite sure where to start, return to this season. Take a cue from some of the incredible people who shared their stories with all of us over the past several weeks. You can listen to The Getaway Podcast and subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and anywhere else you listen. If you're ready to book your own getaway, go to our site and enter promo code BETTER at checkout for $20 off your stay. Thank you so much for listening.